0: Renegades. Check it out. I want to let you know something. Before I had a podcast, I so badly wanted a podcast, but my brain, with all of its thinking thoughts, was like, You don't know how to do that. And that sounds like a lot of work. Well, guess what? It wasn't once I found out about Anchor. Anchor allows for you to record your podcast. It's super easy. You just use their platform. They distribute it to all of your other platforms like Apple, Spotify, Stitch. And let me tell you, one thing I did learn, there's a lot of platforms out there and you do not want to sit around taking your time uploading your episodes one by one. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast from your phone. Right now, I'm recording this from my phone. Not to mention the tools like the music, like intro music and little sound effects. Like, how fun is that? It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Go now. If you're at least, if you've ever thought, I want a podcast, I'm telling you, it's really this easy. Anchor.fm. Go to the Anchor app on your phone or go to anchor.fm and make it happen. I did it. You can definitely do it. This is Ashley M. Kalsh, and you're listening to Modern Renegades, a life coaching podcast for the person who isn't interested in playing it safe and is ready to question everything they've ever been taught. Each week, we will explore tools and concepts that inspire us to ask, see, and feel. Your mind will open up to new ideas and beliefs that are not for the norm. They're for the modern renegade. They are for you. Renegade, renegade, renegades. guys know there's a song out there and there's a dance and it's on this thing called tiktok and my daughter and her friends do it and they're trying to teach me and i want to learn it because of modern renegades but i'm super uncoordinated and i can't seem to like put all the pieces and steps together but they can't seem to not find it totally amusing so it's it's sort of this never-ending cycle over here where i keep trying something to make people laugh at doesn't make me laugh, makes me kind of sad, but I wish I could figure it out so I can do it to impress everybody, including me, (laughs) but whatever, like I even have time for this, this is my last week at 39, and I'm super fucking excited, I cannot wait, I'm enjoying these days, but I've been looking forward to 40, I'm not even gonna lie, no one ever tells you growing up like 40s are gonna be your best, I want to say that like there was a time when I did hear that maybe like the 40s will be your favorite. And I was like, that's because you're 40 and you're old. And I was like, you know, 20 and dumb. And now I'm like, no, they were right. They weren't just saying that because they were there like 40 and 20 is not dumb. I'm not, that was me, not 20 year olds. What I'm suggesting and saying is it's all very good depending on how you want to look at it. And I'm choosing to look at my 40s and my 50s and 60s as fucking my best time. I'm really coming into myself and, my voice and not afraid to own that, and um, if I can give anybody advice who's not 40 and who's 30, 20, 15, don't wait, don't fucking wait, just start being you immediately, it's uh, it's the best thing you could do for yourself, and you have, I mean, you have all the time in the world to figure it out, but why wait? Uh, speaking of things, of, of, of what I'm actually teaching about today, listen to me like dropping into my past. Um. I want to explore decision making with you today and why I think it's important that you get present when doing so. I want you to sit here for a second with me and ask yourself like if the only person you ever were was the person you are right now listening to this podcast and you had no history or way of defining yourself or how you behave. How would you base your next decision? Like if you had no past experience to inform you, how would you date? or respond to that text, or parent your kids. Do you know how freeing that would actually be to decide from a clean and clear headspace informed only by this moment right here and now? You'd have no excuses. You'd be responsible for your decisions and you wouldn't be able to blame anyone for your actions. There'd be no, I did this because my mom was, or I'm this way because I once saw Or, I was raised to believe this, so that's why. This is how we've been going about it. And let me tell you why that is. It's called brain science, renegades. (laughs) And I'm here to teach you science. (laughs) The human brain has been gifted with the neocortex. It gives us the ability to learn, problem solve, create the world in which we live, and catalog memories in movie-like detail. Do you know what a memory is? It's your perception of an experience that you have a strong emotion associated to it. So strong that you've downloaded it, the people, places, and the things, onto your hard drive, aka brain. We can call on our memories and watch in vivid detail images and movie-like data and relive our past and even re-experience our trauma This part of our brain allows us to worry and to spin out, to ruminate, lose sleep, gossip about. We as humans, we just can't seem to let things go. You can do it right now. You could start thinking about something that happened to you and manufacture the same emotions. This is crazy, and it's actually kind of terrifying. That's how powerful the brain is. And, you know, a side note, you can use that for your benefit. We'll get into that later. Our brain is so advanced that we could actually pre-experience stress and trauma. I've mentioned this to you before. Our brain is wired for the emotional triad. That is to seek pleasure, avoid discomfort, be efficient. Our brain being efficient refers to the past for what seems and feels familiar. And it projects it onto our futures. This would be amazing if we were able to look back at the past and see only the facts not the made-up story that we've created when events are happening. The story that usually involves the fails, the negativity, the suffering, and basically why we are the victim. Not only do we use this information to inform our decisions, we also use it to beat ourselves up with it, judge situations of people in advance, and blame our current state on it. I was recently reading that animals experience stress the same way we do but their neocortex is just a little bit smaller. They don't have the mental capacity to ruminate or store memories the same way or for as long. Obviously, this got me thinking about my two baby genius Frenchies, Peaches and Pablo, mainly Pablo, Peachy is in her own little world, which we love and adore. Um, Pablo though, his main focus during the day is squirrel patrol. We hit the park daily to walk the beat, making sure squirrels are in their place. When at home, he takes his position on the couch and diligently stares out the window until the moment he sees a squirrel on the fence and then that shit, it's all alarms. He's immediately at the, excuse me, he's immediately at the window. This motherfucker is barking at the squirrel through the window. Then he's barking at me and then Peaches starts whining and runs for the back door. And the minute I open that door, they are like flying out and it's total chaos. Peaches always runs off in the wrong direction, only to look back for guidance from Pablo, like every time, without fail. She's like, wait, what, where are you? Oh, here I come. Meanwhile, Pablo's at the tree, looking to see if the squirrel is there. He's got one leg up. His nose is in the air. This fucker's focused. He looks at me, then back at the tree. It's intense. He's saving lives. For the record, the squirrel is usually long gone. There are times that they spot the squirrel, They'll run the fence with it, but never have these two dogs actually caught the squirrel. Quite frankly, I don't think they would even know what to do, but that's besides the point. The point is this. The minute I say inside, they are back in position on the couch, staring out the window. Afterwards, there's no, damn it, Peaches, we never get the squirrel. I suck at this. It must be all this winter weight that's slowing me down. Actually, you know what, Peaches? Maybe it's you. You're too loud when we run out, and you get in my way. God knows Mom isn't helping with her laughing at us from the door. I could do this if it wasn't for all of you and this winter weight. As a matter of fact, I give up. Fuck this life. Fuck all of it. No. This is not what Pablo thinks or does. (laughs) He gets right back in position on the couch every time and makes the same attempt with max effort every time. He experiences the stress, and when it's over... It's fucking over. Homeostasis. He's present again. His nervous system and state of mind are right back to neutral. It's remarkable. He repeats this God knows how many times a day, like it's Groundhog's Day. I'll also mention this. We can't say the word squirrel in his presence. He knows what's up. Like, that's downloaded it's important to know that humans have the same stress hormones and they used to serve us in the same way. We would operate from our senses, experience the stress, but the difference between now and then is that we would allow the chemical release to process in our bodies. We would reach homeostasis. Think back to cave days. You'd be out looking for snacks and so would a saber-toothed tigger. The next thing you know you'd be running for your life, literally, because you were that snack and you could be eaten. Upon return to the cave, you'd allow the hormones and the stress to surge through your system and release. You would literally lay there and breathe it out, feel your heart racing, and think about the fact that you were alive. Your nervous system didn't download the data because you allowed it to run its course through your body. You didn't store it. You wouldn't call your bestie to lament and live the story five times. It was all quite factual. You didn't make it mean anything else. You didn't think, well, I can never leave the cave again. That wasn't an option. Survival was the only option. You probably concluded you were not alone out there, and you'd have to be careful or you'd get eaten, so maybe next time we exit left, not right. So all facts. No printer. In modern times, we're not being chased by anything, but we still experience these levels of stress and chemical releases in our everyday interaction. The brain still thinks life or death if we aren't being conscious to some of these experiences. And the biggest difference is that we don't process these experiences in our bodies, but instead collect collect the data, store the stress, and download it to our brains. We attach images and start operating with this new information in mind, and we relive it. We talk about it with our friends. We think about it over and over. It defines us, and then informs how we show up. We are operating from this pattern or behavior in present situations that usually have nothing to do with what is going on. In the life coaching world, we like to stay out of the past as much as possible. It's all about forward thinking and focus, being aware and present. However, I think one of the most important things you can do is identify your patterns and behaviors. What I mean by that is recognize in your life when you feel stress, where you felt that same sense of stress. If you take time, you may recognize a common theme. I have a client who's hypertype A, lives by her calendar, and is incredibly organized. She cannot for the life of her understand why her partner doesn't have a calendar. It literally is offensive to her. She had to take over, get her a calendar, schedule all the things on it. Another time she mentioned that her ex would ask her for confirmation numbers for the trips that he was booking. She'd be so annoyed. How can he not have the fucking information? He's the one who booked the trip. But she would send him the info, be it begrudgingly. More recently, she was discussing someone who invited her to a group dinner. When my client called the restaurant to ask what the menu options were, she found out that it was a pre-fixed dinner and that it was sold out for the day they were supposed to go. She could not believe someone would suggest a get-together and not do the research. She reached out to the group and the woman who initiated it and told them that they couldn't go that night. She was furious and then spent the time booking the next available date and sending the info to everyone. And there's more in high school and college, people who couldn't stay organized and follow through. I asked her why she was so frustrated that others were quote unquote disorganized. Because it messes up my schedule. I have to do all the work for them. I was like, wait, is that true? Yes, I have to. I have no choice. Okay. So you're telling me that these people are making you do all of this. They told you that you have to send confirmation numbers, organize these dinners, that that's that you have to do that. Well, no, like no one's like making me. Okay. So let me just be clear. You, you are making a choice to do this. If I don't, who will? Yeah, no, that's not the question. <laughs> do you see how you are choosing to do this? To be this person. You know, obviously there was a there was a small break, a little breathing, perhaps a sigh or two. Yes. Okay. Then why are you mad at everyone else? After this, we sat and explored the story and behavior. I asked her. If she wasn't angry at her ex for all the things that he did and didn't have this story, this history with him, and it was just her son's father, maybe just a friend. And he texted her right now asking about a booking number or a confirmation number. In this moment, how would she respond? She said she would happily send it, but then quickly made the point, that's just not the way it is for us. Which begs the question, so I obviously asked, and do you know why that is well because of all the things that he's done Mm, no it's because of all the thoughts that you have about the things that he's done and you relive it every time you think about him and interact with him this emotional surge is familiar you're acting it out with those around you it's not new you are picking other people and experiences to relieve this to relive this emotional pattern that you've been operating from most of your life. And you're blaming everyone else for you having to take care of them and making you feel this way. If you aren't present when making decisions, then you are likely subconsciously making them based on your past and you are recreating the same stories over and over again. The people, places, and things may change, but your emotions and behaviors are recycled. Once you recognize the patterns in the story you are telling yourself, identify why you are choosing to show up that way. You can decide if you want to continue being that way. You guys all know that last year I recognized that I've been treating my dating life like it was a fucking career. I have been boy crazy basically always. And we all know that I decided that it wouldn't be my focus anymore. My work would be. One of the things I did was decide I wouldn't spend my day texting and talking with guys. Work would be first. At first it was tricky, like learning how to not respond to a text and not freak out about what they might think, etc. And then it was like crickets. Like then I wasn't hearing anything from anybody. I started to get used to it. Around six weeks in, I got a text from a guy during the day and it was It was pretty flirty (laughs) and my fucking brain went rocket high with dopamine. I had to laugh at myself. I was like, bitch, really? Is it really? That's all it took for you to get like that excited? Come on. I recognized my involuntary response and I chose to respond later when I wasn't busy. I got through the dopamine withdrawals. Pretty soon, it was not a thing. I had a few people I'd engage with, but it didn't interfere with my life and priorities. It was casual and fine and fun. But then something weird happened, and I'm not sure, but suddenly, recently, I was having several conversations with several people. I was stressing out about each of them too, their expectations, their needs. Suddenly I felt like I was in some sort of polyamorous dating life. I was super fucking stressed. I didn't like it, but I couldn't figure out why I was so bothered. Then I got present, and I was like, Oh, yeah, because you don't do this anymore. Your attention is not on dating and men. So I then made the decision to have those few conversations, letting those few people know that I wasn't interested in engaging on text or looking for anything serious at this time, and I put a stop to it all. The old pattern of texting with several people and managing those conversations and their expectations is no longer familiar, and it's not aligned with how I want to feel. It's a quick recalibration and I'm back on track. It took being present though to stop the pattern and it takes being present to ensure the new one. This is why it's good to understand how our brains work. Listen up, renegades. The past can inform you in a positive way. Two fucking thumbs up for not having to look up directions every time we go to the store. However, two thumbs down for not wanting to ever date again because the last person cheated on you and now you don't trust anyone. Referring to your past can benefit you, no doubt, but we humans usually focus on the drama and subconsciously let it drive our decision-making. The stories, memories, and identity that are holding on—that you are holding on to is holding you back from creating the life you want. And simply put, they're excuses. It's another way for us to abdicate responsibility. This is why getting present, aware, and conscious of your thinking is crucial. Do you want to micromanage people and their schedules? Yes or no. Does it make you feel good? Yes or no. Decide from there. Lastly, own your decision. If it doesn't work out the way you planned, it's okay. Move on. If you can practice being present and making decisions from a place that is less about before removing all the drama and start thinking and feeling in a new way, you might actually surprise yourself. Being present also gives your mind a break. How many times a day do you check in with your thoughts, your breathing, and practice mindfulness? I like to do this throughout the day. I'll notice when I don't feel right. All I have to do is ask myself, what were you just thinking about? Or what did you just see? I examine my mind. When making decisions, I tune in. I observe all the information coming my way to inform me. The first few layers are always very primal and recycled. It's the stay safe in the cave and don't die reasons as to why I should or shouldn't. I like to thank my brain. I'm like, yo, your opinion is noted per usual. You're cute, but no. That has nothing to do with right now and none of that is happening. And I just keep excusing the thoughts until I'm in a clean and clear headspace. And then, and this is the most important part, kind of like aftercare. I don't beat myself up if it didn't work out a certain way. I take responsibility for my decisions. I'm accountable and there's no one to blame. My ass is back on that couch chilling until, squirrel, squirrel. If it's from a place of no judgment of yourself or others, how can you show up? If there have been no mistakes and there will be no mistakes, how will you decide? This is freedom, Renegades. Practice being totally present when making decisions and own them. Isn't this why we wanted to grow up and be the adults? So we could make our own choices and create the lives we wanted? Yes, I'm pretty sure it is. So, get out there. Go do it. And there we have it, y'all. Another week down shattering beliefs. Are you here for it? You're here for it. Obviously, I'm definitely here for it. Listen, this is the part where I ask that you do me a solid and you head on over to my website, www.ashleymkelsch.com and click on that podcast button. You can go there and you can leave your comments or ask questions about the podcast that maybe you have. Um, And as always, Apple, Spotify, uh, Anchor, Head on over to that. Subscribe. Five stars. My reviews could use your words. Uh, Sharing is caring. you got to spread the word, right? So I need your help in doing that. I appreciate your support and your tuning in and your telling your friends. And until next week, watch those thoughts.